Dave Ramsey financial guru review in three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome to the Will and Cody show. We've got a awesome uh, show planned for you guys. We are going to be doing a new series called our financial guru review, where we review financial gurus. Try to and, say that uh, a few times fast, guru review. That's guru right. review. I'm going to trademark trying. that. I've been practicing in the shower. I got it right today. <laughs> guru review. Guru review. Guru review. And so uh, today's guru that we'll be uh, reviewing is none other than the financial Sith Lord himself, Dave Ramsey. That's right. Now, <laughs> for those of you who don't William know. William explain why he's a Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, Dave Ramsey is a Sith Lord. And I know that's confusing for anyone who's never seen Star Wars. But if you have, it's very funny. Or Dave Ramsey. Or Dave Ramsey. I guess you're really confused. Um, <laughs> but a quote in Star Wars um, uh, that gets said about the Sith is that only the Sith uh, have absolutes. Um, and Dave Ramsey loves absolutes. And so somebody made the joke a while back and it's kind of just stuck that Dave Ramsey is possibly a, uh, a Sith Lord because he loves absolutes and only the Sith like absolutes. So it just kind of fit and it stuck with him. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to talk about him a right little bit Right quick. Today. Who said that in Star Wars? Uh, I think, was it Obi-Wan who said that? It was Obi-Wan, yeah. Got it. I mean, really, if you want to question anything, Obi-Wan probably said it. It probably did. All the good lines. So, but yeah, he only deals in absolutes. I've been listening to his radio show forever and never has he said, well, I guess in your case, it depends. It, or no, it, it depends. Yeah. He's never said it depends in his life. He's, yeah, he's it's got always one or the other idea and it is, you should do that or you should not do that uh, for 100%. just about everything. So uh, well, we'll go ahead and give a little overview and then we'll just jump right in into uh, our thoughts, kind of the teachings of of Dave, but um, uh, we uh, this one's kind of uh, this one's gonna be fun for us because we Dave is kind of the first guru that we know of and have have studied, and in fact, our um, the internship that we talk about a lot about was under a Dave Ramsey referral at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Our financial advisor, he he was one of the uh, you know if you look for a Smart Vester yeah, Pro like on Dave's Vester, website, yeah, guy, you get him in that area. <clears throat> Yeah. And so, um, yeah, these things were like ingrained in us. And so, yeah, I was going to say that was like William. my, yeah, that was my really first big exposure. I think, I mean, I'd heard of Dave before, but that's when I really like got to understand like, you know, yeah. actually what, what he teaches and, and all those kind of stuff, um, was during that time, you know, that was really yeah. my first exposure to it. And then it was kind of, you know, ingrained, you know, yeah. from that point on, <clears throat> Yeah, I even think we listened to like the Dave Ramsey show on the way to the internship. Yeah, and then you worked on your like uh, Dave Ramsey impersonation, and uh, it was pretty. I never good. got it down. I don't. I don't you think it was it as down, good. But it's close. I couldn't do. It. I forgot I was working now. on that. I just thought it would be a good comedic value of being able to say things in Dave Ramsey's voice. Is just would be really funny. <laughs> but I thank you for reminding me that I actually should go back and try to. See if I can learn a little bit. Next episode, we'll see how far William's gotten in acting like Dave Ramsey. Okay, I'll work on my uh, Dave Ramsey voice. (laughs) (laughs) So, So. uh, but yeah, uh, right quick, he started out, um, he he got like his bachelor's degree at University of Tennessee, boo, on uh, (laughs) bachelor's of science in uh, finance and real estate. And uh, I'm kidding, I like Tennessee. Uh, in 1986, he amassed a significant portfolio of over $4 million. Most of that was real estate. 
And um, during the Competitive Equality Banking Act of 1987, uh, several banks changed ownership and then recalled about 1.2 million of the loans and line of credit that he was leveraging. And uh, he was unable to pay that and then ultimately filed for bankruptcy in 90, or I'm sorry, 88. And so between 88 and about 92, um, he kind of created a system where he says that he like read the Bible. He studied like what, what he thinks God had, uh, what thinks about how you should handle money. And he kind of created a little system for himself. And then in 92 wrote a book called financial peace. And it started mm. a local radio station, uh, radio show, and it just kind of blew up from there. He created the Financial Peace University, and then now he is probably one of the biggest financial gurus to date. Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, at least you know most people that I talk to that you know have usually heard of Dave, um, you know, in some form or the other. Uh, did you read that from Wikipedia? I did. I <laughs> that just, was very I, well said. I was going to say I tried if not, to make it look like I wasn't reading, but. <laughs> If so, not, it was very impressive. So I was no, like, man, you. he has got these stats ready to go. <laughs> just, just like 1988, just right there. Like, boom, ready to go. Um, so, yeah, so that's a little bit of history on Dave. And I think you'll notice, um, you know, as you look into what he talks about, I think that experience of, you know, kind of, you know, he's, you know, seemed pretty knowledgeable in investments and stuff, but it was over leveraged at a difficult time. And so, you know, that came back to get him. Um you know, and end up losing it all. And so I think you'll, you know, as we walk through like what he says, you're going to see that throughout. If you can really see that that experience of losing everything really shaped like what he says. And so you'll notice like a lot of things are very um, conservative of like, you know, not taking a lot of risks of being very, um, you know, kind of by the book, um, you know, when things come to debt and we'll get into that. Um, but I just wanted to note too, I, I, when I, you know, first heard about, you know, his kind of life and what he happened, you can definitely see that that affected the way that he thinks about money and the way he teaches, um, mm -hmm. is cause he's very much avoiding the cata catastrophe. That's really what he's trying to get is, you know, how do you get successful, but without that risk of, you know, it falling apart. So he's really trying to avoid that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, that at least is one theme that I kind of picked up on. Uh, from that. But I think he's still in Tennessee uh, now. And so he still has, you know, the radio show that he does. I don't listen to that uh, as much anymore. Every once in a while, I'll listen a little bit. Or it's always funny to see, like, you know, somebody will post a clip of him yelling at somebody for making a bad money choice or something. <laughs> so you can listen to that and kind of get a, a kick out of him throwing a little fit. Um, uh, and then I have done, um, I have been through the uh, financial peace course. Mm -hmm. uh, that was something I went uh, through uh, a few years ago. And then I have recently, I hadn't read um, Total Money Makeover. Um, I think it's his most popular book uh, yeah. until recently. And so I actually just read that last year just to kind of refresh on it and to say that, you know, I read it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it helps also in this discussion uh, of him. Um, but yeah, really, it's just kind of like, I think he's he's out there enough. And I would say, I think he's one of the foremost names i would say at least in mm -hmm. you know kind of the personal finance area yeah i did forget to mention that he's written a ton of books and they are very good um and yeah. total money maker is probably books. the one i'd go to uh financial peace was his first book that's now kind of a course uh and if you can take it it's great in fact now you don't have to pay 130 dollars and go find a local church to do it 
you can actually do it online in an app. And I think it's like mm. $10 a month. And then you get its budgeting app. And that's what I did. I paid the <clears> $10 for one month, did the whole course and then stopped paying for it. So gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so we'll go ahead and start jumping into kind of what he teaches. Now there's a lot, I mean, he has an entire radio show and, and he does kind of stick, he sticks with the same stuff he's been teaching for like 20, 30 years. But every once in a while we'll, we'll get like, as times change, he'll have a, a take on it. And so we're not gonna be able to cover everything. There's just, just so much stuff, but we're going to go through what we think is the, the, the basics, the building blocks of what he teaches. And the first yep. is the baby steps. And that's his biggest one yeah. of you're in a load of crap <laughs> and you need to get out of it. You need to follow the baby steps and you'll become wealthy. Now I'm about to quiz William. What are the baby steps? So I cheated a little bit. I added up just in case I forgot. Oh. Um, but I'm going to try to do it without looking. So you can okay, let look. me know if I'm uh, off. Um, but basically the baby's he's looking right in my eyes. He's not looking at his other screen. I'm not. There you go. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but basically the baby steps are pretty much the bread and butter plan of um, what Dave Ramsey is pretty much all about. Um, and the first few steps are kind of getting out of any, I would say, like hole you're in um, financially uh, and then kind of getting on a level playing field. And then the rest of the steps are kind of maintaining or improving once you kind of get on a little more stable footing. Um, so quickly, the first baby step he recommends is saving a starter emergency fund, uh, which is a thousand dollars. So just a thousand dollars in a bank account. Um, that way, if anything goes wrong, you have that uh, to fall back on. Uh, baby step two, which is his big, big thing that he, he pushes a lot, is paying off um, all all debt except for the house. So this is, you know, um, credit card debt, student loans, car payments, any of that other kind of stuff, um, paying that off as a as a top priority. And again, like I said, you can see that his life experience coming into the order in which he put things. Um, and so he has that in baby step two. Um, baby step three is once you've got the debt taken care of, then you raise a three to six month emergency fund. So this is like a bulked up emergency fund that you're going to be able to use uh, going forward. So you take it from your thousand from the first step in and bump it up. Um, and then baby step four, five and six are kind of done relatively the same time. It's not like it's chronological as much. Um, but four is investing 15% into retirement and 15% of your in, uh, uh, gross income into retirement. Uh, baby step five is paying off the house. Is that five? Or is that kids college? It's kids college. Ah, oh, so close. That's right. Okay. Baby step five is pay, saving for your kids college. If you want to do that, um, you know, saving up for that. And then baby step six is paying off your house. Yeah early, which is, I think what he talks about paying off your house early, uh, which is another one of his points. And then baby step seven is basically just continue to build wealth and give generously. Mm. Um, so I almost did it. Um, almost, but that's almost basically like kind of the blueprint. If you want to know the bread and butter of Dave, that's pretty much going to be it. If you know those baby steps, that's going to be pretty much what he's going to preach. And there's some other variation stuff, Cody, you know, kind of off of that of like bigger points, that yeah. he'll talk, he'll you know talk about, but really those are kind of the the foundational things. Yeah, um, each you know, they baby talks step kind of has like its own page on his website of what he recommends doing it. Like when it comes right. to the starter emergency fund, he's just saying like scrounge everything you can to come up with a thousand dollars, whatever you got to do. 
and then like a baby step two where it's saying like pay all consumer debt um you basically everything except the house this he wants you to do that through the debt snowball which we've talked about mm. before yep. and it is a great way to pay off debt it's not the only way but it is a great way um and he preaches debt snowball 100 percent and then the uh, three to six months fully ex- funded emergency fund, that's your expenses, three to six months of expenses. And then the uh, 15% of your household income and retirement, baby step four, uh, he has, he kind of tells you how to invest that. We've talked about that a little bit. Like uh, if you have a 401k available, do your employee mm. match and then do a Roth IRA, put that up to the max and then go back to the 401k. And then if you have a Roth 401k, use that and, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff and we've talked about the tax freeness of roths and stuff like that so we won't get into that but yeah the four five and six that you were talking about you do those in order but you do them at the same time so the uh so for example if you can't do all three then you focus on the first two and if you can't do those two you focus on the first one until you Mm. can do it so you want to do them at the same time that's the goal but you want to you want to start investing 15%. Once you're able to, then you start saving for the uh, kids' college. And then once you're able to do that, then you pay off the home early. But the goal is to do all those at the same time. And then, of course, right. the step seven, build wealth. Right. So, but yeah, the, yeah. Um, if you ever want to learn more detail, uh, just go on his website. You can click each baby step and there's a, a page just explaining, you know, more detail of how he says to accomplish that. Yeah. And I'd say the big, you know, other than this, the big topics for Dave, for Dave that a lot of people bring up is his view on debt. He's very much against all debt. Uh, and I think he even says like, he would love for you not to even have a mortgage on your house. You know, if you could pay for it cash, yeah. which is just crazy in today's market. Um, yeah. but you know, he, he, that would be preferred. So that's really the only area where he says, you know, he'll allow you, you know, to have some debt. Um, so he's very anti-debt. And even, you know, very anti-credit cards. That's been a lot of, you know, a big issue that uh, people go back and forth with him on, um, you know, is he's very much against using credit cards at all. Um, So even if you can use them wisely, you know, uh, he, again, a man of absolutes. And I think he kind of has to be in some things or just chooses to be. Um, And so, you know, he's very much against that, you know, at all. uh, one thing I will also say that I think a lot of people know f- him for is kind of this um, uh, aggressive mentality around paying off debt and getting financially in a little bit better footing. If you're like, s- just say in a hole with debt, as he talks about like gazelle intensity. So I think that's one thing people know him for is a lot of plans may be like, okay, slowly work into it. And he's like, no, you got to crawl and you got to fight and, you know, you got to mm-hmm. sacrifice whatever you can. You know, he's very serious about like trying to get away from, you know, debt and things like that. Um, you know, if you're kind of buried in it. So that's one thing that is unique about Davis. He's very passionate about like you sacrifice whatever you got to do. Whereas other people are like, you know, do what works with your lifestyle type thing. Yeah. Um, so he's very, you know, focused, I guess I would say. In, one of in his, order. one of his quotes is sell everything until the kids think they're next. Right. Yeah. He's very aggressive. Go after it with all you've got, attack it. Um, and that kind of, you know, formulates into, um, uh, to, to that. And then along the lines of debt, um, another thing is like, he's big on like a 15 year uh, mortgage on your house. If you're going to do a mortgage, he says 15 years. And also, I, I think he says 20% down um, mm-hmm. would be like his ideal target. Preferred, yeah. Um, again, it, it it's all behind the mentality of reducing the amount of debt and your exposure to debt, you know, in the long run. 
um mm-hmm. so that all kind of feeds into that yeah and that mortgage payment only being um 25 of your take-home pay right yeah i forgot about that yeah mm-hmm. so which is difficult um yeah very difficult unfortunately but, in this market yeah um and then also uh, big on zero based budget. Um, I I'll just say I use a zero based budget as well. Um, I know some people that use percentages and things like that to calculate their numbers, but my wife and I seem you know zero based kind of works with the way that we think about money and and allocating it. So that works for us. Um, so I will say similar to um, to Dave, I kind of like a zero based. It just works for us, but I don't think it's the end all uh, if you use a different one. And I'm already getting into my opinion, but, um, <laughs> but Dave is big on zero based budget. Um, and he's also picky about insurance, right? Like, yeah. I think that's another topic that he's pretty picky about what you use and what, what you don't. Yeah. Like, uh, car insurance, you want to get as much as possible, which I, I recommend, you know, as much uh, coverage as possible, liability on, you know, your used cars. And then if you have a new car, Oh, you shouldn't have a new car. He will tell Forgot you to about that it, too. Or to pay it off early. Yeah. No, yeah, and he's cash for cars. Cash you know, for car no, no car payment at all. Um, He'll talk about his uh, retreads or something on his on his old car that he had, where he wouldn't buy new tires. He got like a retread. I've never heard of that, but apparently you can do that. Interesting. You like put new treads on old tires, um, and then he would buy, he like sold his nice car and bought an old beater. Um, so cash cars huge thing for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, insurance only liability. Of course, you got to have full coverage if you're uh, if you get a new car. But of course, he's going to tell you to sell it or pay it mm. off ASAP, uh, and then have liability uh, and as much coverage as possible on that. Um, he talks about like an umbrella policy if you have over a million dollars in net worth. Uh, he talks about only having term life. That's right. Uh, yeah, insurance on term and no whole life whatsoever no excuse for whole life always have term uh 20 to 30 years on the term and then you want to have as much of 10 10 to 12 times your yearly gross income uh and the the logic for that is let's say you get like maybe make 50,000 a year and then 10 times that would be 500,000 well potentially you could put that into a he would say a growth stock mutual fund or um, something that's getting a maybe eight ten percent. Sometimes we'll say twelve percent of uh, in a, in some fund, and then that would create fifty thousand dollars a year to be able to give an income to whoever uh, right. you were leaving when you pass away. Right. Uh, so that's the insurance, and then he's also really big on having a will, and that's pretty smart. Yeah, definitely have a will. I do no appreciate wills. There. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> See what I did there. Um. Yeah. So he's big on that. And again, with the absolutes, you know, it's very much, this is what he says and, you know, uh, abide with that. Um, there was another thought I had that I totally just blanked on. Um, oh, with investing too. Um, another thing that Dave, um, you know, preaches with doing your, your 15% towards retirement is, um, his allocation of, Mm what to invest in he's big on mutual funds that's i think what i was coming back to is he's big mutual fund guy uh man actively manage mutual funds um which are you know i've got some higher fees to them um but that's what um what he would recommend and then his mix um that he says is equal parts so 25 percent in each one of these he says in growth mutual funds growth and income mutual funds aggressive growth mutual funds and international mutual funds and all these will be stocks 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's really the mix that he would recommend when you're doing that, um, you know, that baby step four in investing 15% of your, uh, of your household income, you know, into that. Um, so that's kind of um, a little bit, you know, about Dave and kind of the key things at least yeah. I think, what would you say that? Oh, and then the also the, he's well known, like for back in the day, the, uh, the envelope system, like that was a big uh, thing yeah. of his. I was trying to remember that too, of, you know, instead of using a credit card or even a debit card about taking the money out every month and putting it in little envelopes and then mm-hmm. keeping track so that when the envelope is empty, then you're done with that budget category. Um, and so I think that's one thing too, that a lot of people may remember him from or, or you know or uh kind of yeah. one of their first exposures to him you know from yeah. that old Which, system by the way was actually a larry burkett idea uh, no. that I everything is either there's stole. nothing we'll, new we'll under the sun later. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a dave quote too is it really uh yeah he says it all the time um a <laughs> couple of things i forgot uh on insurance i just pulled up my notes here uh he advocates for having long-term disability insurance uh, long-term care insurance, depending on uh, some things. And we'll, we can get into that some other time. Um, mm-hmm. Identity theft protection. Right. Um, and then, of course, you know, you need to have health insurance, stuff like that. Yeah. So big uh, on those insurance insurances. And again, I'd say that's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going back to that, make sure you're covered mentality. Um, yeah. You know, and limit kind of those things. Um, would you say there's really like, any other like themes that you'd say with uh, what Dave preaches would be probably right. The last theme that I could think of as far as what he teaches is just living and giving. Well, his quote is, uh, you live like no one else. So one day you can live and give like no one else. Mm. And so the, the ultimate goal is to give away your wealth. Um, and I, I really like that. That is a, a good goal to have and a, a reason mm. to build wealth. Right. And kind of share it, um, you know, instead of keeping it kind of balled up yourself of along this process, you know, being generous and being kind to those who are maybe working their way through. But yeah, I would say that's definitely a theme, you know, throughout um, that, especially the last step, you know, that's pretty much the step is, you know, once you've kind of reached that, um, yeah, you know, spending that that time giving and, and, and sharing with others. Um, I will say another theme I noticed just practically And this is getting a little more into like, you know, maybe the pros and cons of what Dave says um, is he's very much uh, like a human discipline over a math kind of guy in, you know, a lot of things he says he's going to go with what's more practical as as a, you know, a discipline that you can build up rather than what does the math say is the best return. So like an example that you brought up with um, debt is he believes in the snowball method. And Cody and I have talked about this before. So if you are uh, not sure what we're talking about, I think we have an, an old video out there uh, where we talk about this. But the snowball versus the avalanche method. Now, the avalanche, technically, mathematically, it says you should pay off your debt faster. But the snowball method is much more into you know, your discipline and kind of get seeing those small victories and slowly build up until you, you know, can pay everything off rather than getting discouraged, maybe like, you know, six months or a year into this whole process. So he's very much on like human thoughts and how we think about things and our momentum and aligning things to kind of help move that momentum along our journey rather than just saying, what does the math say? Um, he's very much like a practical, 
like how do humans think and behave and then structure things that way um you know versus of going with just the math yeah yeah he's his his quote is um if uh finances was a math problem then no one would have a financial problem but it's mm. not it's a behavior problem that's why everybody has an issue usually with finances um, right right but yeah i think those are the general themes we'll we'll start jumping into our thoughts pros cons on it but um uh i will say before we get into that that it, we 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 joke and we pick on Dave for dealing in absolutes. Uh, if you follow his plan to a T, then I have no doubt that you will build a form of wealth and and do pretty well for yourself. I have no doubt in that. Um, now there are some people out there that we call the Ramsey Ish or Dave Ish. Uh, if you were ever on the Dave Ramsey subreddit, just about everybody on there says they're Dave Ish. Dave-ish, where they yeah. take certain themes that they like and then they apply those and then they have some different approaches. Uh, when it comes to debt, Will and I are basically on the same page uh, with Dave. We really like his his plan on on debt, the hatred of debt. We don't like that. Um, when we get into things like investments and stuff like that, we might look a little so different. Look, yeah, I, I view uh, debt a little bit differently, I'd say. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate his sentiment that you don't want to have abundant debt, you know, like just yeah. out there especially credit cards that just you know credit card balance is outstanding that's just a ton of interest so just practically i don't think that's the case um you know i might not be as much anti it as dave is but i definitely agree like the sentiment is you know usually it's not as good for you if it's not in the right place you know if it's more of a consumer debt yeah then just that's not the yeah the area that you want to have it so yeah definitely on the same page with him on that and then yeah as you mentioned like we definitely differ on things you know that we you know don't agree with him 100 percent you know on so there's plenty of things where we're dave-ish or and you know completely disagree pros and cons like really isn't much of a con to his plan except for the fact that if you don't do it 100 percent and you call him on his radio show, he's going to tell you about it. That's <laughs> right. probably the only real con. Yeah. Like you probably well, say, call him and let him know. Yeah. I, I know I've seen some people say he's either too extreme um, or that it's too slow. It is a very slow plan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, part of some of the things he says no to is because it's risky. There's some risk involved. Um but I think a lot of people would may, maybe point out, you know, with some risk, there is reward. So maybe you could get to your journey faster than he would, you know, recommend. So it's very much tortoise in the hare <laughs> type yeah. thing. And I think he even talks about that sometimes about he's very much the slow and steady consistency type of a plan. So to Cody's point, I think for most people, and I think this is why dave is the man of absolutes is because if he's speaking to such a broad audience it's tough to tailor it to every person which and i think personally we i think we may have said this before but i think personal finance is personal i think it depends on you and what's best for your situation but i think what dave tries to do and maybe he's you know some people would say he does too much of this is form just a general outline from the average person most people what they can safely do um and i think they would still reach success if you you know what cody said if you follow his plan to a t i still think you would be able, be better off than most people um mm-hmm. you know i think you could get to a point where you're financially independent it may take you a while 
Um, but I think, you know, in general, if you follow his principles, I think you'll do okay. And I, yeah. I think that's most people's criticism is they would say, well, you just do okay. You know, as opposed to right. know, some others. But I think you would do more than okay. I think you'll do really well. But it's it's kind of like, do you want a plan that is pr- like basically proven almost? I, mm. I don't know of yeah. a failure, you know, <laughs> right. of if you follow this to a T that you wouldn't have some form of wealth and be, wouldn't be successful. It is a point A to point B. Yeah, probably sure. to most people's goals. But the idea that it is the only point A to point B right. is where we're kind of like, eh, maybe not so much. And like you said, personal finance is personal. So yeah. I wouldn't say that's like a con per se, because it is a, I mean, it's a good plan. It, it mm. works. But as far as your um, individual needs and such, it may not meet that exactly. Mm. Um, or it may be a big drag trying to do the whole program you know, without some form of variation. Like for example, right now, and I'll, I'll put this as a con. Dave does tend to, um, since the plan has been working for 30 years, he tends to not see new Mm. ideas as good. Uh, Mm. we have some criticisms about his opinions of like ETFs. Um, he doesn't like new commodities. Like the idea of cryptocurrency just baffles him. Um, Mm. you know, he, I don't think he's ever even studied it or even thought about it. He just says, no, Right. Right. And I'm not saying cryptocurrency is a good investment, but he doesn't give an actual reason. He just says it's a scam or a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme and then just says no and then moves on. Yeah. Exactly. So um that's my that's my concern or con would be there's no variation at all. There's no changing a technology, there's no um, you know, changing with the times as far as the plan. Mm. Like why is it a thousand dollars? It was a thousand dollars in nineteen 92 when financial peace was created is the baby step i'm sure inflation from thousand dollars then to now probably a lot so everybody says okay what should that be now right but then if you think about it and i think he's talked about this he has been criticized on that he said it's really not more about the thousand it's just more about having something Mm. But I do think yeah. maybe in like another 10, 20 years, this plan might need to be revised. Right. Because that, that, need, that might not be nothing. Anything. Yeah. It might not be worth anything. Exactly. That's a good point. That's a con that I've got. Yeah. I definitely say, you know, um, that could be a con. And I will say, like, you know, I used to be, you know, really like, yeah, I'm going to try to, you know, do everything um, the way he says it. And I'm going to be honest, just like life hits you. And you realize like things are not going to be as ideal as maybe you hope they're going to be. So even to a lot of, you know, what um, his recommendations are. And I think in a good scenario that, you know, it definitely be great. But in real life of what's practical, it may actually be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you've got to find a little bit of the areas of what what are your areas you're going to not budge on. And this is what you're going to do. And you may have to it may take you longer. But if you again, if you follow this plan, I think you, you know, you will succeed. It just may look a little bit differently than what you had in your head, because some of these things are going to be tough to do, like, you know, saving up that much, maybe for a down payment on a house or even being able to afford the monthly payment, according to his things. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I'm in his mind, I'm way overspending on my rent. But for me, this is really cheap and this is, you know, the best I could find. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I'm not going to move to a different city just to make it under that rule. I'm trying my best, you know, but um, some of the things it's, it's more for me, just about being practical um, about what I can actually do and actually find 
versus this ideal standard of of the rule um right you know so i guess that's some con you get a little bit with the rigidness of the plan Mm -hmm. but i think for some others maybe it's a good push of like instead of just settling of like yeah i'm gonna reach for that high standard um yeah and try to get there some of them are great goals like that 25 percent um of your growth or i'm sorry your net income but that's a big difference gross versus net right on uh 25 of your net income to housing i mean that yeah. is if you could do that crazy. that would be so great like that oh would allow gosh, you to set amazing yeah so much money aside and it, i mean it would put you so far ahead um as far For as you know your cost of living me to do but, that yeah. i literally would have to move a hundred miles away from work to be yeah. able to find a place of rent or you're or, just gonna make more um, <laughs> I just got to make more. There you go. I guess that's a solution. You got to make more. That's a solution. You just got to make more. And you know, that's fine. That's a good goal to have, but I gotta, I gotta make what? $30,000 more in the next month. So that we have to (laughs) have the the Ramsey plan. Like, come on. So what my wife and I do instead is we just find another place to, to, you know, maybe not eat out so much, maybe find other places in the budget. Now, if we're talking like more than 50% now, Will and I might say that that's a little too much. Right, you know, that's, but that's getting up there, yeah. The twenty five percent that is a that's a great goal, but I just don't know how conceivable that is, especially in today's market. Another right. thing would be finding getting a fifteen year and having twenty percent down. I mean, that's big. I don't know if yeah. you guys looked on Zillow. <laughs> that's a chunk of change. Yeah, it's know? a lot. And uh, <clears throat> and then uh, uh, so just not being able to have a thirty year. But what happens if it's cheaper than renting? You know, right. There, yeah. There's some arguments to be had there. So, you know, we're not going to tell you which one you should do, but we're just saying that sometimes it's not absolutes. One right. more absolute I'll tell you that I forgot um, is that uh, that Dave says all the time is that you can't buy a new car unless oh, you have yeah. a net worth of a million dollars. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that was my favorite. That one, literally I no... think that's more just his opinion because it's, it's like, what is that based on? Like, why a million? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I wonder I if he comes find up with opinions and he's just like, okay, that's fact. And then he yeah. just writes it down. That needs to be a standard. Um, yeah. The other, pr- I guess, con that um, some people point out, and I, I, I'm starting like to not agree um, with some aspects of this is, you know, some, his investment advice. Um, I think you could do a lot mm-hmm. better um, than what he recommends. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say it's, some parts of it i wouldn't say are harmful in what he recommends i think you could do okay other parts i'm like yeah i i you know i really don't like that as much and so what i'm saying with that is the investment mix that he says to invest in i just think you could do better than that i think you could do um you know uh, maybe expand a little bit more but the real thing is you know some of the um mutual funds he'll recommend and i'm a fan of mutual funds I, I prefer those in ETFs. I like that kind of stuff is some of the things he recommends does have a lot of fees associated with it. And so mm-hmm. some people have criticized him for that of recommending um, investments that are very high fees um, instead of investing in similar things that are just cheaper. You know, it, it's not any riskier. You're not investing in single stocks or options or anything like that. It's still a fund, but there's just some some cheaper options out there where you can get the same return um, without as high of a fee. And so I think that's uh, one uh, consideration I would also give um, is to a lot of the things he recommends, they, they do charge you high fees. And I think you have to consider the fees um, in an investment like that because it really adds up. 
Um, so that'd be another con I would say with, with his plan is they're very stable things that he recommends. Um, and he says, you'll get really high returns, uh, with it. I don't know how, uh, he always throws out really high numbers. Um, but I would be worried about the fees, you know, involved, you know, in that before I jumped into, into something like that. I'm glad you reminded me that if you read his, any of his books and he says 12 to 14% return, right. Just, just mark, just do 8%. Just redo that calculation in there. I don't know where he gets that or how, and he swears that he does. But if you read total money makeover and you are doing the retirement plan, uh, and you're like, if you have this much and you're getting 12 to 13% and you'll return on it, this is, you'll be a millionaire. Right. Try eight to 10. Right. S&P 500 does 9.8. So another thing too, is like, there's a certain calculation and we should do another uh, discussion about this sometime as far as the expected withdrawal rate in retirement. So there was an old thing about the 4% rule that if you took 4% of your portfolio, um, you know, every, um, you know, as a return, um, and that you should be able to withstand for the long haul. Cause then it's earning more. You're basically, you know, if you're earning 8% and then only taking 4% out, your portfolio should continue to grow, not deplete. Well, so most people use 4%. And I saw somebody joking that Dave was using 8% as his withdrawal rate. And people are like, how do you get 8%? Because he was expecting 12% returns. So then he could justify withdrawing 8% of your, you know, investments. And a lot of people were like, you know, no, if you're expecting it to, you know, grow that much, you know, it just doesn't add up. If it actually only grows like 8%, then you're taking out, you know, it's your balance is just going to stay the same um, rather than continue to grow. So that's, you know, another area um, that Dave is kind of a little off with that as far as the expectations you can have with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I definitely think the, you know, one thing with, with Dave, I think it's a good everyday, I think he had a book named this, but everyday millionaire plan. Mm -hmm. I I think it's a good, you know, this will work for most people. Um, You know, maybe with a little bit of fluctuation as Cody and I have said, um, you know, and where we think there should be a little more wiggle room. Um, But I think it's, it's a plan that's easy enough to understand. And I think he has to keep it general in a lot of things because I think he's appealing to a larger audience. Um, then whereas Cody and I can say, well, for a small percentage of people, we think this is okay. Or for some people, I think that's fine. I think he's on purpose, very specific and and rigid with that. Um, you know, since I think most people could somewhat use his plan and, and it would work out for him. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Well, there's so much more to cover in this topic. There's I know. I keep so thinking of squeeze. more things that I want to, yeah. <laughs> you we've know, been studying, say. We've been studying Dave a lot. And so we're, uh, we're probably his biggest critics, but we're also, we're also fans. Yeah. Too. That's one thing. I, one thing I want to say too, is like, I'm, I go back and forth because I, I've seen it. Um, last thought, I promise. Um, I've seen people go through his plan and it really affect their life. Like people I know, not just the things he, puts on, you know, as promos, but I've seen it really affect people's life and be able to help them reach the financial success that they want to. So I've seen it work in other people's lives. Um, and so that's one reason that I'm like, yeah, I appreciate what he does, but also too, as I grow in my knowledge, there's things that I'm like, 
man, I disagree with Dave on that. Or man, I really don't like what he says about that. And so there's some things I'm not like, a, yeah, Dave, you know, 100%. Um, cause there's you know, definitely some things I don't see eye to eye with him on, but I also appreciate the help that he does, um, yeah. in, you know, helping a lot of people become debt free and on their journey rather than burden with stress of debt and really just their money controlling them and really helping them get control and, you know, find peace, um, you know, financial peace along this. So it, it's hard not to appreciate that in some aspects, even if I may disagree with, you know, some parts of the plan. It's it's hard to ignore the amount of people that he's, you know, been able to help. So Absolutely. those are kind of the two yeah. balances I have to strike, you know, with, you know, with this. Of, yeah. I may and not I'll, agree I'll with everything and I find more and more every day that I disagree with. But yeah. you can't argue with, you know, the people that I have seen that it has been a help. You know, even if it's not ideal, yeah. even if it might be rigid, there's it has helped some. So, yeah. And I'll throw one more thing in. If we actually forgot, this is another theme of Dave's and it just came off the top of my head. But he does get a lot of people out of debt. And and I really yeah. like that. A lot of people get out of yeah, debt. Yeah, that's and a he big has the thing. Dead scream on oh, yeah. his uh, on his show, and so people will come. They'll visit him at the Ramsey Solutions headquarters, and they will be on the show, and then they'll go into like this little box or something, and they just scream, "We're debt free!" And that's always fun to see. Mm-hmm. And they'll post that on social media, and I, I really like that. And there's some crazy numbers to like, yeah. like people saying we paid three hundred fifty thousand dollars of student loans, you know, or we did this, and yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. So seeing stuff like that is really encouraging. So Dave does a lot of good stuff, um, but we do have some some, <laughs> some, some critiques. Opinions. You know, some we got critiques. some opinions. That's all right. So <clears throat> our rating for the uh, Idiot's Guide to Finances, oh, yeah. <laughs> written by a Sith <laughs> Lord, cool. is I don't what, know, we what, what number him? should we give him? I would say I'd give him a. What we do? I'd give him a point for every baby step. So I give him a seven out of 10. <laughs> We're giving a seven That's out of 10 easy. for the baby steps. <laughs> Dave, if you, baby change steps. Your, if you change your investment strategy um, and you talk about, if you say something nice about ETFs, we'll give you an eight. We may bump it up to an eight. If he we'll changes some of his stuff, we may bump it to an eight. <laughs> so I think most part you're doing all right. So yeah, let's give him a point for every baby step. So all seven right. out of 10. <laughs> Dave Ramsey, seven out of 10. I'm sure he appreciates this. He's going to tune in. He's been waiting yeah, on this, you know, been, you know, get I his rating call him right now. Just let him know. I gave him his rating. Uh, <laughs> so seven out of 10. So if you guys enjoyed that, um, if you want a part two, cause we didn't cover it a lot and I understand that. So if you guys are like, Hey, you forgot about this part, like Cody, you almost forgot about the dead scream. How could you do that? Hit us up on social media or go to our website, www.willandcody.com. Uh, hit our contact us page. Let us know if you'd like for us to have a part two of this. Um, maybe we'll adjust our number right now at seven. Uh, We're saying and if you or if there's are like, Hey, yeah. Uh, if you've got like some other areas that you want us to cover stuff like that, we'd love to, uh, go into part two, but we do want to get into, uh, do another guru. If you guys I was gonna really say, yeah, if you guys know another guru review. that you want us to do a review of and kind of dig into, let us know. Um, exactly. So we've got a few we're thinking yeah, about, we'll, but if you have any that you're like, yeah, I'd love you to dig into that, you know, person, then let us know and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll look into them. I've got like Robert Kiyosaki in the back of my mind mm. right now doing the That'd rich dad, poor dad. But, uh, I've actually, um, know a pe- couple people who are like Grant Cardone fans. Mm. And then, uh, we've also got the money guys. Um, we're kind of fans oh, of them forgot. too. We like listening to I them. I like the money guys. Yeah. Uh, 
there's uh you know we could even go into some ramsey personalities like uh uh, uh chris hogan and some other people so there's a lot out there um and so if you guys have one you want us to to review we'd be more than happy to hear from you and uh, consider it and make it an episode so definitely send us uh your thoughts on that and uh, we'll hopefully do one in the future we'll probably do one maybe every other month or so yeah. uh, next week we're going to have a great story from William to tell you why we are Can two we? weeks late on this one and it's going to be great it's going to be super loaded he just told me the story and it's great so, so buckle yeah, up will love it story buckle time up. <laughs> <laughs> buckle up that's funny that's like a spoiler anyway a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so anyway guys if you enjoyed that let us know www.willandcody.com hit our contact us page uh, but anyway guys we will see you next time see you guys